the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. Your host is Olivia Barrett, who loves all things kingdom. She has found a unique way to tell others about kingdom ideas and kingdom responses that have impact in your everyday. She takes you through the moments before and after the big events of the Bible and helps you discover the kingdom idea that transforms the entire story. This program is meant to make kingdom life exciting, new, and simple. Stay tuned for today's kingdom topic. Here's Olivia with today's message. Here we are, the first day of the challenge. And you know, what's so fun about uh, connecting on this topic is that, you know, I think this is something that all of us want. You know, we want to hear God for us personally. I know that that was a huge desire of mine. And um, anyway, I wanted to spend some time just really connecting to you. Um, I know that there are people here from all over the country. And so I just really ask that, you know, as you're here, be praying, um, connect to us here through the comments. And, you know, we'll actually get a chance to see, you know, where you are, um, and what it is that maybe you have a question on, but, um, you know, as I was thinking about, okay, so ways to hear God's voice, you know, um, it's kind of like the first thing that really stood out to me about, you know, let's talk about hearing God. Um, I just had to laugh because God took me back to my own story. And so let me tell you a little bit about just kind of where, you know, the passion of this comes from, but, um, my life, like literally growing up, I had been, you know, someone who hungered to hear God. I I wanted to hear him. I mean, it was so, um, life-giving to me. At least that's what I thought it was supposed to look like. And, um, I was one of those people that could kind of make it up. Like, I don't know if that's you, I can make up maybe what God's voice sounded like. I could, you know, pretend maybe this is how he would end his sentence, you know, and I did that a long time. It was actually like 30 years of my life. I would, um, you know, maybe hear a beginning of something and then not hear the end of the sentence. And I would make it up and I would kind of go my own direction or, you know, the direction I thought that, you know, sounded good or made sense or something that maybe would get God's attention, even if it was something bad, right? Like just anything that I was just kind of um, in the moment of, all right, well, God, like, this has got to be you, right? I mean, this makes sense to me. It's, you know, probably would make sense to others or, you know, let's just go for it. And I spent a lot of my life just in this place of, I don't really know a hundred percent what God's voice sounds like. Okay. So is that anybody else? Like, were you ever in that spot? Are you in that spot right now? Like you don't know a hundred percent what God's voice sounds like. And so, you know, it's all confusing. You know, is it, does it sound like my parents? Does, does God's voice sound like a best friend? Does, you know, is it, does it ever sound like the news? Like, what does God's voice sound like? And 
um, I, I went on a journey. I didn't even know. I didn't even know this is what he was doing for me, but it's what was happening. And he was increasing, um, you know, kind of my desire. So let me give you just a little bit of background, like why this, like, it's so personal for me. But um, I was an adult, actually, when I became a Christian. And that is literally like a moment where there was completion. But before that, I had had, you know, amazing moments. I had been in the church all my life. My dad actually was my pastor forever. I have a great family. I, I fell in love with the church early in life. And I still wasn't connecting internally with the things that I was seeing on other people. Like, I remember even being a little kid and watching like this guy, you remember like these old term words, like somebody converting, you know, so like I saw someone converting and, and they were like on fire for God. And I was like, what's going on in that person? I want that. And I remember as a young kid, like even sitting in our traditional church and going, I want that transformation. I want that connection to God inside. I want that. And, you know, it was great. I was watching, you know, the church that I was a part of at the time. I mean, I saw people being converted, like that beautiful old term word, like they were, you know, changing from their old life or like, you know, an old pattern into these new things. And I was seeing these people come alive and, you know, they were just, amazing to me. And I was thinking, I I don't think I even know how to get there. And I remember just watching my family and connecting to them. And I was like, well, God, I'm going to do what it is you're teaching. And so I just did. I just wanted to connect to God. I wanted him to connect to me. And so I went through these beautiful things. And I mean, I'm telling you, I want you to know, like, I saw people like come to Christ in this way, you know, so it's really amazing to watch you know, all the amazing, uh, just, I don't know, the different ways that God will, you know, draw people in. But, you know, I went through a confession of faith, which was very powerful. And then I went through a baptism. And I remember coming out of the water. And I could tell on the inside that nothing had shifted. Like I was still the exact same person. But everyone was celebrating. I mean, they were like cheering for me and I got a chance to enjoy this beautiful moment, you know, with my dad. And um, I mean, it was just really a, a time to celebrate. And I remember just thinking, you know, even in that place, okay, so maybe this happens later and I'm just going to celebrate with everybody right now. You know, I'm going to believe that what, what I, I think to be true is really happening in me, but what I was missing was that something had not happened yet for me. Like I was literally missing something, but I didn't know what it was. And it started this journey of me making up what I thought God was going to say to me. So like, because I couldn't actually connect internally, I would maybe hear something and then I would do something else. Right. I mean, it was just all very confusing for me. But, you know, out of those moments where I was believing and celebrating as I was growing, you know, um, in what I thought was a Christian, you know, I could never keep transformation like steady. It would like, I would experience it in a high point and then it would just go away. And I'm like, man, this is going to take a lot of work. <laughs> like if I have to experience high moments all the time in order to keep the transformation inside, you know, to stay there, it just felt like that was a lot of work to do. But I believed that, you know, okay, this is how it works. This is what I'm going to do. I was just really, really hungry for it. 
And I wore myself out, not knowing it. I, but I was really just living in this place of, gosh, I want to be transformed so badly on the inside. It didn't happen in the way that I've seen it happen for others. So, okay, God, here we go. And, and we'll just, you know, we'll go from here. And so um, I was 30 years old, actually. And we started going to a church and I said, I went to the Who I Am in Christ class. I don't know if any of you guys have experienced a class like that or a book, or something that connects you to, like, who Jesus says he is in scripture, and I was blown away. I mean, I was like, are you kidding me? It really says that, and I mean, I remember, like, people who were sitting beside me, I would, like, turn and hit them and go, are you kidding? Did you hear that? Like, it was just exciting moments for me, right, and um, things were coming alive. So I was thinking, oh man, this is like what's happening. This is how it's supposed to work. So I'm in these classes, but what I didn't like know was happening was my perspective of who Jesus really was, was completely turning upside down. Like it was this, it was this man that I actually had not met on this level. And so I think I'd been in this class for maybe a couple of months and there was a meeting of all these leaders at the church and I was a new leader. And so, you know, I'm sitting in this meeting and they were talking about this really exciting topic, the chance that there might be people who've experienced church, but never completed something with Jesus. And so therefore they're, they're a little like confused or, you know, something's not connecting on the inside. And do you know, like I was so excited, but I was making a list of other people. I was literally like creating this list of so many others that fit that category. And, uh, and it was God going, Hey, listen, um, how about you start asking questions? Now I want you to know, I didn't know I had questions. Does that make sense? Like I just, I really thought this is how this went. I couldn't hear God's voice. I didn't feel extremely connected inside to what other people explained that they were experiencing as a Christian, but I didn't know that I had questions until God said, Hey, how about you ask some questions? And I was like, wow. But it was in that spot, you know, of course, the best I could understand him that um, that really I was recognizing something isn't connected and maybe it's time to connect to that. And so I just I became clear, like, wow, I really need to receive Jesus. Like there is something that I haven't done in my walk that I did not know I was missing. So I want you to know that night. Um, all of it became clear and I received all of Jesus. Like I received what I didn't even know to receive. Then I had just missed it. Um, the biggest portion, and this is just telling you my story. Um, the biggest portion was that I didn't know that I needed the cross. I actually thought that the things I was doing was what it was supposed to look like. And so when I was 30, I recognized that when I was receiving Jesus, I was receiving the cross. Like I was receiving his grace and, and all of the goodness and the forgiveness. And it was covering over my past, present and future sin. And so when I did that um, and received him inside, the completion happened. And it was like, and I mean, I'm telling you, it was this moment of like something has completely shifted inside of me. And 
I feel transformed. Now I've never been able to use that word, like, but I was able to say it that I've that I've been transformed. And I realized, you know, as I was thinking about day one for you all and for me, like what it means to be hearing God's voice, you know, it was going back to that moment where that transformation happened for me because I had only seen the puzzle pieces. I'd experienced some of them along the way. But when it came to actually going, this is who Jesus is, and this is how I'm supposed to connect to him, it brought every piece of resolution that I needed inside, and it created such clarity. But let me tell you why this is so important, right? When that happened, when I was an adult, I was quiet on the inside for the very first time. Like, I mean, it was quiet, like so quiet. It was still, it was steady. It was peaceful. Like it was just there. And it's been that way ever since, which is like the way it's supposed to work. But it was this beautiful place of it's peaceful in there. And I don't have a lot of noise going on, which I didn't know there was noise, right? So the picture that that I had seen about that moment was there had always been a TV on in the background. Like it had always been turned on. um, And I didn't know it. Like I didn't know the noise was there. But the picture was that when Jesus came into my heart um, and I received him in full, that he turned off the TV But the rest of the picture is that he actually kicked the TV out the window. And so it was gone. So not only was that background noise turned off for me, it was actually kicked out the window and gone. And so I want to start us there. Like what it would mean that we would be seeking God from a place of peace. And that is actually where I want to pray really quick. Now, I know that some of my friends are here They're actually in the backstage and I know they are praying for you and they are praying for me and this topic right now. But I would love for all of us just to pray that really quick, like what it would mean that we would be in this challenge in day one from a place of peace. So, um, God, I just ask that right now. Like (laughs) I ask that you would you would bless us with peace. I ask that you would create space for us to hear that you would turn off the TV, like wherever somebody's got a TV on right now in their mind or in their heart, um, you know, anything that is creating noise, we just really ask right now that that TV would be turned off in Jesus name. And we claim peace and quiet over our listeners, over the people who are here and who are connecting on our challenge. Um, And God, I pray just the peace that would be, you know, on me and on this topic would just make sense. Like we would just be in a place of learning from you um, and excited to be here. So um, thanks so much, Jesus, for (laughs) showing me your peace. And I just receive all that you've done and all that you're going to do in Jesus name. Amen. Okay, so like with just peace, just be blessing you right now, like just you experiencing peace. Um, okay. So now here's what is, um, from a place of like, okay, I could hear, um, okay. So now here's what is, um, from a place of like, okay, I could hear, um, no longer, there was no longer background noise, but what I could hear now at this point was what God's voice sounded like. Um, There was a difference in fighting through the noise to get to God's voice 
to now being in a place of, okay, I actually know what it sounds like. I know what his voice sounds like. You know, like um, when you're in moments with somebody and you're describing some of your favorite candy, right? <laughs> like you describe, you know, what the brand looks like. So if they ever want to go buy it, you know, you describe what it tastes like, you know, you describe like how it, I mean, what it tastes, but what's in it, you know, the ingredients, like there's something about like when you enjoy something like that, you, you know what it's like, you know what it's like to eat that, you know what it's like to go find that. Right. And I'm telling you when I was here in this moment with like Jesus for this first time, um, I, I could hear the father's voice. I could recognize what it sounds like. And, um, and anyway, so just all of that to say, it was just a moment of shifting, um, from a background noise. It's really good. Um, just in that place. And yes, like to be thriving from a place of peace, like that's what was happening for me. And so going on with like this amazing, journey uh what i wanted to like share with you guys like what it would mean that in our first day together you would be able to i mean i want you here for every day like please be here every single day but what it would mean that even from day one you could walk away with something that connects you to god's voice like it connects you in a way that is just you and him you know it's there's so many times that you're just thinking okay like if i ask god a question he's going to say something like oh you'll do great today you know or like it's this overarching place of yes I believe in you you know like I mean that's fine listen like those kind of cards are pretty great to get but when you're speaking to God he actually has individual answers and I don't know if that is a new thing but I want you to know like that is a complete possibility for you as a Christ follower like you can seek God and actually receive individual attention. Like, I mean, wow. Um, I know it's pretty exciting for me. And so I just think I wanted to share with you guys something. It's this beautiful necklace. Okay. It's gold. I don't wear gold very much. And the, um, the glitter in it, it, it reminds me of my birthstone. And it was uh, just really beautiful kind of the moment God was telling me about treasures that are coming for me. Um, this was actually in a picture that I had with him. And I was like, like going through some of the treasure. And one of the things that he said was this place of like my birthstone and him, you know, acknowledging, you know, how much he loved that I was born. Now, <laughs> I want you to know, like, uh, that may sound like really hilarious. You may hear some things from me that you go, you heard that from God. But I want you to know, like, it's not me being an expert. I am not an expert by any means. I'm actually just somebody who has been um, so hungry to hear God's voice for so long that when I could recognize his voice, I realized there were others who did not know um, that moment like that I had had with peace, like that there could be a moment where you are recognizing God's voice and how it sounds and how it feels and what it tastes like, like you can be experiencing that. And so I'll, I'll talk to you like in ways of pictures sometimes or um you know kind of moments that I'll have just felt like this place of 
um, he's really happy with me, you know, like he, he really likes the fact that I'm born and it wasn't my birthday. Like it was just a moment of him saying, Hey, you know, like I'm thinking of you and, um, and you being born. So it was like a, wow. And then a friend, not even like knowing the conversation I had with God sent me this necklace. It's so beautiful. It's super long and it has matching earrings, but, um, it's actually the color of my birthstone. And so when I got it, it was like God saying, hey, you remember that conversation? Like, remember me telling you, you know, like how much I liked you being born and um, and celebrating you in that? Well, listen, I want to talk about that actually again. And so I, I put on this necklace yesterday and realized that he wanted to talk to you about something. OK, so here we go. Um, not only is this like a hearing God day one, this is like a celebration of you. Like it's almost like a little bit of a birthday party for you. But um, God is actually so excited that you were born. Like he wants you to know that. And um, I started kind of this little bit of a research journey on the concept of birthright. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with birthright, but um, there's a lot of people who skip to the one phrase of it's your birthright to hear the voice of God. Like it's your birthright. Um, and I go, okay, like that sounds exciting, but I'm not sure <laughs> if I understand it. Okay, God, make it simple. Show me what it is that you are talking about here. And so he did. So I put on this necklace and we started a little bit of a conversation that ends up into um, some really neat information. But I want to tell you, like, um, birthright means you were born and you were given rights. At, I mean, things that you can't control. They were just given to you because you were born. And so when you were born, um, a couple of things tangibly happened. You were given a name. <laughs> you didn't have any control over what you were named, right? So you were given a name, a first name and a last name, um, but you were also given position. You have a position in your family. So if you were the firstborn or if you were, you know, maybe the baby of the family, right? Like you, you have a position in your family, um, but you were also connected to the family unit. So God immediately gave you a birthright of being connected to a family group. Um, so, okay. So that's like the system that's in place now. And, and we experience that. I mean, as soon as you, you know, leave the hospital, they don't let you leave the hospital now without a name. So you have to have a name. I mean, that's given to you. And then, um, <laughs> and then, uh, you're actually given all these other privileges, right? Okay, so certificate, I have a name, right? Okay, I know the position in my family. I mean, just all these things like, yes, okay, that makes sense. Well, when you look at birthright, actually, in the Bible, it's one of the most privileged places to have. So meaning that if, if you actually wanted to have the highest position of favor, of connection to, you know, what was going to give you the right voice somewhere with somebody else or like the right amount of inheritance somewhere, you wanted the birthright. And the birthright was actually given, um, well, it, it kind of sporadically was given, but it was always meant to be given to the firstborn son, even if he wasn't the firstborn. Um, and, and actually all kinds of stories throughout scripture, the firstborn wasn't always picked in that. 
um, firstborn son, actually other, um, you know, others were given that birthright from other situations. But, but in reality, the birthright was the most favored place to experience, to have. And what it did is it actually gave you um, authority in your family, leadership, so that you can actually help lead your family um, in absence of the father, right? So it was just this place of leadership and authority, and everyone knew you had it. And so you could actually help the family, you know, help lead the family. It even talks about like if your family was in charge of a tribe and you were the birthright, you actually were able to lead the tribe. So, I mean, it's kind of this gorgeous place of leadership and authority. Um, it also gave you the permission to help solve problems of others. So you could solve problems of neighbors and that was actually expected in the birthright. Well, the third thing is the thing that people talk about the most, which is the inheritance. And you as a birthright were to receive double inheritance and that was to cover your personal you know, inheritance, but then also to cover the responsibility that you were carrying to lead and solve problems. Like, you know, it was going to take money sometimes. And so you actually needed a double inheritance to cover those things. Okay. So, wow. So the birthright, the most favored place that people had in scripture um, is actually a place that still exists. But it doesn't exist because you were like tangibly born into a family and now we still adopt that system. Um, actually, God says that when we were born new, meaning like so when you were, you know, connected to Christ, when you became a Christian, when, you know, you received him into your life, when you believed in him, when he became your Lord. I mean, Thanks for listening to Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. We want you connected to kingdom topics that move and shape your week. Olivia believes in creating partnerships for Let's Talk Kingdom. People who know that kingdom topics and kingdom approaches add value and multiply what God is doing in your life. It's exciting to me to speak about how God helps us understand what the kingdom can look like in our world, but through his eyes. This investment in you is one of the most exciting things I do. So I ask you to invest back into Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. Let's explore together what God is saying in these kingdom topics. Visit ltkradio.com and click on the Partner tab. Become a monthly partner and watch kingdom conversations grow around you. Thanks again for connecting to Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. We will see you next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.